Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial when you visit audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. When you do that, not only do you support Audible, but you also support this podcast, which I surely do appreciate because I'm Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast. And yes, it has been extremely cold this last week. But this episode is going to warm you up for the week ahead. Let's get it started. All my teachers out there, welcome to another edition of the Teacher Recharge Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Kep. I would love to share a little story with you from this last week with a couple of my students. So a couple of my soccer boys are also doing wrestling in the spring. So right now they're doing wrestling. And I have never been to a wrestling match before because uh, it's not really a thing in Odessa, Texas. I don't believe my high school even had a wrestling team, at least when I was there. So this was literally my first experience ever with wrestling. I had to Google the rules. I had to YouTube the rules. I I was just like straight up newbie status. And I go to this thing and these are, you know, grown high schoolers. So pretty much grown men and women. And they're like flipping, throwing each other (laughs) and like body slamming each other. Like I literally, I was like laughing because I was in shock. I was in disbelief. It was such a crazy sport. I mean, the, the amount of thought that has to go into it and then the amount of strength. I mean, I thought soccer players, like I thought my boys were tough because of the stuff I put them through. I can't even imagine. (laughs) I can't even imagine being a wrestler. That is just intense. Oh my goodness, what an experience. If you've never been to a wrestling match, I would highly recommend it. Shout out to all the wrestling coaches and and all the wrestlers out there listening today. But wow, what an experience. Also, I just kind of wanted to touch on the stuff that's going on in Los Angeles right now. Now, I don't have too much of a perspective on it because obviously I grew up in Texas. I live in Wichita, Kansas. So never, I've never even been to LA, but hopefully my goal is by next week, I would like to bring a guest on from LA. So if you know anybody, I would love to hear from you. Teacher recharge podcast at gmail.com. I'll be doing my own research and hopefully be able to reach out to a couple teachers and get someone on the show for next week to kind of give us a perspective on that and just kind of tell us how they're still getting through the week and fighting for their students. So without further ado, we got an amazing episode today with a freshman, a newbie in the schooling world, I guess. Her name is Brooke Frisch. She teaches at a place called Thales Academy, and she was born and raised here in Kansas. Thales Academy, I believe, is in North Carolina. She is a Latin teacher at this private classical school. She's going to tell us all about that life and talk about her fresh perspective on the teaching world. So enjoy this episode. It was a very good one with one of my very, very good friends. Enjoy. All 
Alright everyone, welcome to another edition of the Teacher Recharge Podcast. Today I have a wonderful, amazing, awesome, perfect, great, awesome, well probably not perfect, but not nobody's perfect. Not. That's <laughs> oh, that's totally fine. I can't say enough positive things about this individual though. She is an extremely good friend of mine. Her name is Brooke Frisch. She is in town for Christmas break, which is when we're recording this. From North Carolina, she is a teacher at a private school there called Thales Academy. So, first of all, how in the heck are you? I'm doing great. Yes, that is that's awesome. It's so good to have you here on a freaking cold December day. But, you know, this episode is going to warm everyone's heart. So that's what really <laughs> matters. Anyways, tell us a little bit about Thales. What is it all about? Why is it even in existence? Why is it in existence? Thales Academy, our motto basically is high qual- quality education for low cost. And we are a classical school, which means that we're working with the great books of Western civilization, which is really, really interesting. It's kind of different from a lot of the education that we have in America today. We have the Socratic method is super intertwined into what we do and basically what that is is the kids sometimes we give them an article or an argument or an idea and they just sit around and talk about it and come up with arguments and agree and disagree and give their input on things so that's just one of the many things that we do yep. in order to you said books of western what did you say books great of, books of western yeah civilization. so what what is a great book of western civilization um so for example we most of it is from like Greek, Roman, and Judeo-Christian influences, which scholars for many years have accepted as kind of the foundation of Western civilization and Western thought. And so a lot of it's Plato, Aristotle, the Aeneid, the Iliad, basically all those old books that you read and you wondered why you were reading them. So we teach them, but we also try to make them super relevant to our students. That's awesome. And, yeah. and you, you see that there is a there is relevance even in today's world with those things? Yeah, I think that... One thing that Thales does really well is that we acknowledge this intellectual tradition of the cla- that the classics bring to us, but also we bring it into a modern context. And we realize that, like, yes, the world is changing and the world is different, but there are some things that withstand the test of time and they've withstood the test of time for a reason. And that's why we mm-hmm. go back to those things to learn about humanity itself and try to form the entire human person based on history. That's awesome. Like that. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I, I really like that. That's really a logical way of teaching, isn't it? It is logical. And it's, I think you mentioned this when we were talking before we started recording, but Thales isn't a really old school is it it's it's fairly young as far as like but it's growing yeah right so how old is how old is it like what is the history behind this school that teaches history yeah it's actually really interesting so there is a ceo named bob luddy who decided that the world needed more classical education and so he's the ceo of captive air which is a ventilation company for restaurants Uh uh-huh and but he got really passionate about classical education so he started opening up these academies about 10, 15 years ago, and there we now have eight campuses, and we're opening new ones up every year. They're opening up a Thales College, so it's just oh, wow. it's absolutely booming throughout yeah. North Carolina now, but we're starting to open up in South Carolina as well. It's really, really Growing. cool project. Yeah, that's yeah. really awesome. And you said about 10 or 15 years ago, he kind of got passionate about it and stuff and, yeah. and started it. So you've been teaching for 10 or 15 years, right? Absolutely not. I... <laughs> I'm halfway through my first year of teaching. Right. Awesome. So another freshman, another rookie on the show, which I love to have because that kind of gives people not only 
the the people that listen to this that are veteran teachers it kind of gives them thoughts of like oh the good old days <laughs> but it also gives the people that are also in their first year of teaching people to reach out to people to talk to and, and feel free to do that we will put in a link in the description where people can get in contact with you and and i'm also thinking about possibly making like a facebook group yeah of of teachers that would just it would be for free or whatever like i'm not trying to make money i'm just trying to build a group of teachers that help other teachers which would be really really cool so definitely without further ado though i'd love to get into this because i'm i'm interested when i met brooke it was at on the border We we were both waiters there and i must say a place where it's unbelievably easy to be negative is a restaurant like working at a restaurant it is so unbelievably easy to be negative there are so many people that you work with that are just they're programmed that way so they're very some some of them are very negative people in general but that's nothing compared to who you're actually working for like your customers Like, oh, this this meat is not exactly the way I want. Oh, I found a hair in it. Well, that's your hair. No, I found a hair in it. You know, like different things like that. Unbelievably easy to be negative about it. But she has always been one of the most positive people, even in those situations. She loves what she does. And she's taken that into the classroom, obviously. And so I just want to get to the bottom of this. I'm like a, I'm like an investigator here. So with that said, I like to start off interviews with this question. Do you have any rituals? What are you doing when Monday approaches? How do you start your Monday? How do you start your week off to, to set you up to be positive throughout the week? Well, first of all, my work starts basically Sunday morning. (laughs) So Mm. (laughs) I spend all of Sunday preparing for my week, just getting my lesson plans together. Something that I really like is that, which is interesting, I never thought I'd enjoy this, but I have a 40 minute commute on my way to work. Oh yeah. And so I have a really long drive. And so that gives me a lot of time to prepare for the day mentally at the beginning of the day, but also to decompress at Mm -hmm. the end of the day and think about what stories are funniest that I need to tell my roommate when I get home. Yeah. Or share on the podcast. (laughs) Or share on the podcast. (laughs) So... I've thought about this a lot, but usually on my way to school, I pray for my students every single day and I spend about 40 minutes praying for them, thinking about what I can do better to help them, thinking about the challenges from the day before and how I can overcome them for the next day. And then I get into my classroom and I have usually about 20 minutes to set up and mentally prepare. But honestly, nothing can usually prepare me for like when that like first student walks in because that's when my energy just gets turned on. Right. And yeah. that's when I just get so hyped for the day. As soon as those <laughs> sixth graders come walking down the hallway, I'm so just like happy to see them because they're just, they're wonderful. They're wonderful people. So. That's so great. Like I said, she brings passion into whatever she does. So you say like you get, your energy just turns on like pfft. How? Like, do you, can you get to the bottom of that? Can we delve into yeah. that a bit? Is it just like, do you feed off of their energy? Or is it just like, is it just like the passion just flipping, <laughs> bursting out of you? How, how is that even a thing? And, and does it stay throughout the day? Or are there things that push you down? I think it's a mixture for sure about that. I do think that I feel, especially as a new teacher, and I probably won't feel like this forever, but maybe I will. I don't know. But I just feel like I have so much to give at the beginning of every day that I just like, I'm so just like ready to take on whatever the day holds. And I don't know, I definitely have this like gung ho, this is going to be amazing attitude. And I think that's just natural for me. That's always kind of been just that like enthusiasm for life that that carpe diem, that's Latin for seize the day. By the way, I'm a Latin teacher. Oh, yeah. I don't think I mentioned that. She (laughs) is a Latin teacher. Wow. That's a great shot. Um, 
The one thing that you said there that just completely changed the game. And I think this is why you are able to have that energy. I also think that's why you're such a positive person is you said something that not a lot of teachers would say there. You said at the beginning of the day, I feel like I have so much to give, give yeah. to give. And I feel like a lot of people, I'm not trying to point any fingers, but I feel like a lot of people go into their class and they're like, oh, how am I going to get through this day? How am I going to do this? How am I going to react to this? How am I going to, instead of thinking, well, I, I'm here, I have the opportunity, I can give so much to my students, I have so much experience, I have, I'm teaching a subject that I have, I'm literally being paid because I have more experience than them in yeah. this. I have so much to give to my students. And when you have that attitude, like, oh, I I can give, I can give, I can give. It's so much easier to be positive, isn't it? I think so. It's just so much easier because you're not focused. It's not all about you. Yeah. It's more about the people that you're serving, serving, not not dealing with it's just serving and and that's not to say kids aren't challenging oh they're so challenging oh, yeah, definitely because what what grade do you teach i teach sixth and seventh grade sixth and seventh <laughs> grade yeah so we're talking about students that aren't necessarily aware of who they are necessarily as, as people yet they're not sturdy sturdy human beings no, by any means but with that said inst- even looking at that little thing you look at that and you say oh well they're not sturdy they don't know instead of they're not sturdy meaning I can help them become more sturdy. I can give something to them. With that statement, I'm glad that I made you kind of like yeah. go farther into <laughs> go it because that. you said that and that's just such a positive, amazing thing yeah. that, A, I don't, I, I feel like you need to understand that that's so unique and that's so cool Thank you. that you have that idea, but also that's where it comes from, I feel. I feel like that's just where it comes from. That's awesome. What is something, this is going to be kind of weird because I know that you're like only in your second semester of teaching. But what is something that you are doing that maybe other teachers can look at and and maybe learn from? Or the way I like to phrase this is, what is the thing that makes you, you as a teacher? I think the thing that others have told me that they've, uh, other teachers have observed about me and complimented me on the most is just and it sounds weird talking yourself up like this. But... No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, but... I'm going to talk you down here in a sec with Perfect. the next question. I can't wait. So it's all good. <laughs> I'm more comfortable with that. <laughs> but I do think that I love being around the students, and I don't know if other, every teacher feels that way. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have lunch. We Basically, they have lunch in their classrooms, and there's a few times a week where I don't have lunch, like, with students. And I feel like a lot of teachers are like, oh, that's great. That's my time to recharge. If I'm in my classroom by myself, I get really sad. So a lot of times I'll just go into another classroom and then pull up a chair and eat at the table with the students because I like them so much. Yeah. Because I like them as people. And I think they're really interesting. And I know they're young, but they're so dynamic already and so complex and so beautiful. And so I genuinely enjoy spending quality time with my students. Yeah. And I think that's – I've seen that that's different, that not a lot of teachers are willing to – cross that threshold from like their desk to like the student's desk Mm -hmm. and like sit down and eat with them and i i love doing that yeah and and to be honest that that is really a unique thing because it's not a bad thing to take that time to recharge i i don't think that's necessarily i mean like i i don't think that's what you're saying i don't think you're saying oh like teachers should do this i really do think that is very unique from you because it does seem like you get a lot of your energy from your students which is (laughs) 
awesome, but it's, I, I think it always goes back to that mindset of like, wow, I have so much to give. Yeah. You know, this is, this is great. This is fantastic. My, but I, I said I was going to talk you down. So here we go. Yep. <laughs> what is something that you have failed at? And I, I know there are probably a plethora of things because you're so early on in your teaching career, but what is something that you failed hard at? And, <laughs> and how did you react and how are you reacting to that? I think there are a thousand things that I have absolutely just absolutely failed at throughout my very, very brief teaching career. For context, I never did student teaching or anything. So I walked in that first day of school this year and I had never taught in a classroom setting before in my entire life. And I was just figuring it out as I went. Because of that, I think... And this goes along, I think, with my strengths too. I think weaknesses a lot of times are like our, when our strengths are usually, there's like a companion to each strength and that's Mm -hmm. like a weakness, I think. Right, right, right. So I think my greatest difficulty to some extent has been taking on that role of leader and as professional in the classroom Mm -hmm. because I have such an inclination to be super chill with my students. Yeah. And so having to take on being an authority figure, especially because I teach sixth grade, I have a little brother who's in the sixth grade. Oh, yeah. So for me to like take on that like cool big sister role is way easier than like actually having to be an authoritarian in understanding that the best thing I can do for my students is to push them to be the best that they can be. It's been easy to overcome that in a way that is very, that's, that's focused on compassion and not like authoritarian, which I Mm -hmm. think. Is it really important in education today? Yeah, that's really... And I, once again, you come back with a positive smack there. With It's just like, here's something that I failed with, but it's also like a strength as well. You know, like it's one of those things where like you can spin it into, into something even more positive. But real quick, before we go to the break, I just want to kind of fill people in on how they do things at Thales because you mentioned you had never done student teaching and stuff. So yeah. like... um why why is that something that happens at Thales and why you know what I'm saying like why yeah I'm in a program called the teaching fellows at Thales Academy and basically what they do is they hire a young passionate student straight out of college who are knowledgeable in a content area and so I teach Latin I had a minor in Latin in college and they were actually recruiting on my college campus which is how I got the job but basically they put us into the classroom as people who have this content knowledge but don't necessarily have teaching experience. And as I'm going throughout the school year, I'm taking online classes on classroom management. I'm taking online classes on humanities and all of these different things while having observations done on me, while I'm observing other teachers and taking notes on their experience. So it's very much an in-the-field experience. Right. So it's it's almost like student teaching while you're teaching. teaching. Yeah, which is... It's like getting paid to student teach, which is really nice, by the way. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Oh my gosh, forget you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we kind of touched on that because I, I don't, obviously that's not the, the norm, no, I guess, in, in education. So I just didn't want people out there thinking like, well, this person is teaching at a school that just would, like, <laughs> yeah, dropped this yeah, girl into a classroom. Yeah, exactly. They just like put her up the, the creek without a paddle. But yeah. awesome. Well, we are going to go ahead and take a real quick break. Thank a sponsor and we will be right back. For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Now, whenever I have a guest on the show, I ask them for a recommendation for a book. So, Brooke, book, Brooke, I'm sorry, that is such a bad, I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
what is your book recommendation? My book recommendation is The Abolition of Man by C.S. Lewis. Awesome, sweet. What is that? Have you read it, obviously? Yes. Yes, so what is that about? Give us a little bit of a summary. It's basically about human nature, but it's super applicable in education because it talks about how a lot of times schools are teaching students to just regurgitate knowledge, but they don't teach them how to be a whole human person, like character education. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a really important read for teachers for that reason. That's fan-flipping-tastic. It's amazing. So to download your free audiobook, you can go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Honestly, you can get The Abolition of Man for free. And guess what? They'll even throw in a 30-day trial period for free as well. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. And by doing that, not only are you supporting Audible, but you're also supporting this podcast. Muchas gracias. Muchos gracias. Whatever it is. I'm sorry. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. We are back. We're back. We are back. We are back. That was my pretend soundboard. I'm going to work on that for next year. <laughs> for next year, I'm going to get a soundboard where I can just click a button. Maybe they have one on my iPad. I thought iPad. it was really good. I kind of liked it. Okay. I okay. think maybe you should stick with the fake one. <laughs> it just adds something raw and real to the podcast. <laughs> That, that's thunder that's perfect that's lightning and then thunder i could tell because you can hear lightning <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh my gosh anyways it is my favorite time of the week my favorite part of the show it is hold your ears because it's about to get cray cray up in here story time yeah! once again with the amazing sound <laughs> don't know what's going <laughs> don't on change right. it. i don't know what's going on right now anyways i do though uh it is story time it's my favorite part of the show if you are new to the show this is the part of the show where i just give my guests the floor to tell whatever story now this story could be motivational it could be sad it could be offensive it can... <laughs> i'm sorry please don't make it offensive it's but it could to to- it could totally be offensive it could be funny it could be whatever i'd like to keep my i job. just yeah <laughs> I just give them the floor and they talk because you ain't want to hear me talk that much. So, Brooke, what is your story? What's my story? Oh, gosh. Teachers have a thousand stories to tell at the end of every single day. But I think my favorite story has to do with my struggle with a seventh grade class. And so I have the seventh grade class who, just to like give you a little background information on them, they're the highest achieving math class in their grade. They're all super smart super good athletes and they're all best friends they've been going to school together forever so they're all getting they all score super high on my test they do super well in my class but they're all best friends and they do this thing where they start talking and they never stop no matter how much i yell at them no matter how much i threaten to email their parents no matter how much i do email their parents give them detention whatever this class has just been the bane of my existence but at the same time it's full of my favorite students. Not that I have favorite students, but they oh, are. Oh, you do. <laughs> Let's be honest. But they are. They're just absolute. They're so dynamic and so interesting and so brilliant and so funny, which is awful because they know that they can get away with it if they're funny. And so this class throughout the year, to give you a little background, when I was a first teacher, my first week of school, I go in to the classroom and I cannot get them to be quiet. So I'm like on the verge of tears up in front of them trying to teach Latin. None of them are doing anything. None of them are paying attention. They're just all talking to each other mm-hmm. about whatever. While I'm like distracted with it, trying to help another kid, one of the kids brings in his literature project to the classroom. He puts it up at the front of the classroom. And while I wasn't looking, he crawls inside of the box. <laughs> and 
so finally I get them quiet. I go back to teaching. I'm like, this is amazing. Finally, I get to teach them something. This is great. I have no idea how to control a classroom, but this is going to be good. And I start teaching. And the kid is, he pops out of the box during my <laughs> class right next to me and starts running around wearing a wig. Oh this my is like gosh. a four foot seventh grader. And he just has so much energy. And I just like thought I was going to cry because I was like, how did that even happen? Another thing this class has done is that they at the beginning of the year decided on a word. And if I were ever to by chance say a word in this class, they decided they would all scream and fall out of their chairs. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm in the middle of teaching one day and I am telling them the word, by the way, was (coughs) diligent or diligence. That's the word they decided on. And so it's into my like third week of teaching. I'm like, all right, guys, I expect you to work on this diligently. The entire class, all 30 of them scream and fall out of their chairs. (laughs) And I was like, what just happened? Oh, my gosh. That is the greatest. It's fantastic. And so this class, man, I went home every day for my first few months and was just thinking about how I can like get the best of this class every single day in a very loving way. Like I want them to succeed. So how can I, how can I like bring that energy in and put it positively? Yeah, right. But they actually have really, really shaped up as the class and I've, as, as I've become a better teacher and they're just wonderful to work with every single day. So. That's awesome. That's so, <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. First off, hats off to that class for the best thing for the best prank ever on a new on a new teacher. Woo! That's great. Um you never know what they're doing outside of uh, when you're in front of them. So that's that's great. And then so the funny. the other thing that I kind of took from that, it actually came at the very end of that story where you said how can I take that energy? How can I take that craziness and push it towards something positive? Which I think is something that so many teachers these days lose. They lose that thought. And and I'm, I'm saying so many teachers, like, I don't do that. I do that. All of us do it every once in a while where we meet someone and they're being so obnoxious. You know, they're being so obnoxious and so easy to look at that kid and just be annoyed and like yeah. let it affect you like that. But the the truth of the matter is, and I, I run into this with coaching soccer, is like if a kid is talking all the time constantly, right, and people are listening, that's the thing. If they're listening, that kid is a leader. You can't say that that kid is not a leader. You know what I mean? And so we have to take that energy. We have to recognize that. And even if it's after the fact, you know what? Get annoyed if you want. But that night, you better be able to look at that and say, you know what? To be honest, that kid's a leader. How can I take that energy? How can I take the fact that all the kids in the classroom are listening to that kid? How can I have that kid on my side to where I teach him and make him into the leader I know he can be? But also, how can I make it to where he helps my class? (laughs) And I actually do have an experience with that with that particular class because there is one kid in that class who is such a ringleader and for the longest time he was just the bane of my existence like right. it felt like I was fighting this kid constantly arguing with him every single day but he and I ended up building a really good like student teacher rapport and this kid and I because and I think it's because we've gone back and forth so much like have a absolute respect for each other and he's so funny and so brilliant so he he like will come and talk to me now which is awesome and I absolutely adore this kid But this class, I struggled with them so much. But toward the end of this last quarter, about two weeks out from Christmas break, he went around and he realized like how much I was struggling with like teaching this class just because of that. And he had the students sign a contract, his entire class, (laughs) that they would start behaving for me. And so they all come into the classroom one day 
and they're being so perfect like mm-hmm. such so good and i was like what cruel prank are they playing on me this right. time because they've done so much that i was like what's going on and they're all just smiling at me and i so i was just like guys what gives like what are you doing and none of them said a word i can't get this class to be quiet for two seconds and suddenly they're all being perfect and like taking notes and i was like there's something wrong here oh my god and so i look at the kid and i was like all right i have a feeling you're behind this and i go what are the rules and he stands up in front of his class and go, he goes, these brethren are the rules. <laughs> he goes, number one, we do not talk while Miss Frisch is talking. Number two, we will take notes. We will not click our pins. We will not wrestle around. <coughs> number three, we will focus in class and we will do our best. If you do not follow these rules, you will be shunned by the class. Dishonor will be on your family and you'll be cursed by the Fortnite gods. <laughs> and he sat down two weeks after that. They were so good for me i almost cried tears of joy when that happened because they were so they just like the entire class just changed because this one kid just like decided like and he's done this before where he stood up in class and been like guys we can do better we can do better for miss frisch and it's just like i've been so overwhelmed by just by that by him using his leadership in a good way yeah wow that and that says a lot about you and and about the other teachers at the facility as well to to take that and to notice that but look at that three stories for the price of one fantastic oh what an episode this is with that said we are at the end of the episode so if people want to get in touch with you if they want to find out more about your school if they want to find out more about you if they just want to follow you where can they do that one place to look into our brand of classical education is www.thaleysacademy.org they have all sorts of information on the particular brand of education and then I mean, my school email's on there, so if you have any questions, let me know. Me and the listeners, we appreciate you coming on. It's been a fantastic, fantastic episode. You're an amazing person. And if you or anyone that you know would be good for this podcast, go ahead and email me at teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd also love to hear your own tips and your own stories and maybe even some things that you want to see on this show that maybe we're not doing. If you want to learn more about my own personal speaking, which I go to high schools and middle schools and and speak to students about the love and success approach to leadership, you can go to fredmotivates.com. Once again, that's fredmotivates.com. And also don't forget about that free audiobook and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Thanks for listening today. Thank you, Brooke, so much for a wonderful episode. Thanks for having me. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, my weekly challenge. Now, each week on Monday, I will give you a challenge to kind of take with you through the week. And I will also stick to that challenge as well. This week's challenge is all about finding that student that kind of grinds your gears a little bit, that kind of gets under your skin from time to time. And I want you to identify at least three positive leadership potential qualities about them so that we can start to see the good in even the toughest of our kids. I hope you take that into the week. I hope you have a wonderful week and make a gigantic impact. Until next week, much love.